The problem is desperation smells. You can see it. You can feel it when somebody's desperate. You can see it when they're reaching out for a certain reason or they're pushing something. And like you said, you feel it. But if you can, if you can tell yourself, nothing good's going to come from this from a while, for a while, it will come some way. But I need to be this because first of all, it makes you a better person. It feels better when you go to sleep at night knowing I help somebody out as opposed to I try to kind of finagle somebody to get a sale. It just feels better. So you wind up being better. And then when you see the genuine happiness that comes when you help somebody out. Hi, my name is Caitlin Pyatt. I'm a professionally certified marketer, and this is the Start Marketing Podcast, where small business owners can find authentic, accessible, and actionable marketing advice to help them grow and scale their businesses. I've worked in marketing for over 13 years, and it's an industry I genuinely love and a craft I believe can revolutionize and propel businesses to unimaginable growth. I'm the director of marketing at a startup, I run the Start Marketing community, and of course, I host this podcast. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three, and my house is generally always chaotic. I like learning about marketing, talking about it, and this is my favorite place to share my love of marketing. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So I hope you're ready to soak it all in and start marketing. Hey, Start Marketers. This season, we're shaking things up and trying to really live up to our mission to make marketing more accessible and actionable for you. And in the spirit of breaking things down, we're going to be splitting our episodes into two different segments. So you'll get to hear from each of our guests two times. So the first, just like today, you're going to hear about the strategic power of the marketing strategy. And then the following week, you'll hear about bite-sized tactics to implementing that strategy, really focusing on accessibility and actionable steps for you to take. I'm pumped about this format because it's going to keep my show shorter, which I don't know about you, but I've got a lot going on and shorter podcasts are where it's at for me right now, but also it really does help live up to that mission. And I hope it really just allows you to take in the information and really process it and put it into play in a way that works for you. So on to today's show, I have been looking forward to this interview for a while because it's with a guest I know well. I belong to his community. It's Vincent Puglisi. Vincent is first and foremost a husband and a father. He and his wife, Elizabeth, homeschool their three sons in Bradenton, Florida. Vincent is the host of the Total Life Freedom Podcast, a daily short form show teaching you something new about everyday business and living a life of freedom. He recently launched The Wealth of Connection, a podcast studying the super connectors of the world through deep conversations. Vincent's new book, The Wealth of Connection, will be published in the spring of 2022, and he is the leader and founder of the Total Life Freedom Mastermind, connecting and helping entrepreneurs live a life of time, money, and location freedom. You can check out what he has going on at TotalLifeFreedom.com and connect with Vincent on Instagram at TotalLifeFreedom1. So, Vincent, welcome. I'm excited to have you here today. Thanks so much. I'm honored. All right. So we're going to be talking today about building your powerful network, which is something that we talk about pretty regularly in TLF. You're a huge advocate of it. And I know it doesn't sound like a marketing strategy. It didn't to me when I first started, right? Coming from a corporate marketing background. But when I started as an entrepreneur, it kind of hit me over the head. This is a very powerful way to build and grow your business. And it is, in fact, a marketing strategy just wrapped up in a nice, much more subtle package than anything else. So tell us, let's talk about first and foremost, why you believe so strongly in building all of these connections. 
Yeah, thank you. It, it's first of all to me, it's it's not just subtle, but it's human. Mm. It's the way I like to connect. I don't want to be marketed to. And I think the more that I'm in this world, the more I see all the tips and the tricks and the hacks. And I kind of just start looking through them. What is the angle? What are they doing here? And I started to notice that the people that I connected with were just real people. And yeah, they had something that they did, but they weren't selfishly going about it. So the way I talk about it is like when you have your generous goals above your selfish goals, and you have to have both. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with wanting to buy that house or go on that trip. But as Bob Berg says, asking how to make money is not a bad question. It's just a bad first question. And a lot of people go about it where that's their first question. How do I make this thing profitable? So I need to market. Nobody. The problem is nobody cares. Nobody cares about your business. Nobody cares about what your goals are because they don't know who you are. And they don't know how you're going to help them. They just see somebody that wants to get something. So when you take it as like, oh, connecting and building a network and and building all around that in terms of that is your strategy, it really comes down to being human, being a connector, helping other people out. And when you do that for others, invariably, it will come back to you. You don't know when and you don't know where, but it will come back to you. It's just almost like a law of that in terms of law of reciprocity, it happens. So when I saw that, and I noticed that the times I was generous and helpful, all these doors started opening without even knowing it. And then the times I was needy and selfish, it was kind of, yeah, not, didn't feel good to me. I was like, wait a second, why am I spending my time on this when I could just do what comes naturally and then learn how to be better at it? And that's all I do. That's my entire marketing strategy is my, is connecting with my network, connecting them together, being helpful, doing all these different things, creating content to help them as well. And it all comes back from there. And it's hard for people to understand, but it really is all that we do. Yeah, I I hadn't thought about it as deeply, and even before kind of your community, I hadn't thought about it as deeply as how, how do I start kind of bringing this together? How do I start really making these connections and things like that? I I had them when I was in the corporate world. You know, I had all of these fantastic agency owners and people who worked at the agencies who did amazing things. And I sort of thought, you know, like, okay, this is going to be enough. Like when I, mm-hmm. when I go out on my own, like this is, this is going to be enough. And I, I quickly started to realize that you kind of, you have to be able to connect with a lot, like everyone around you, because everyone around you can, can teach you something, can add value to you. And then you just never know, like you're able to kind of say like, hey, I've got this cool thing. Like, hey, let me hook you up with this person. And it does. It starts to kind of come back to you. So I just, um, I wish I had known or thought about it sooner in terms of just like stripping, stripping out kind of the marketing angle of it and really just thinking about how can I connect? And when, when you hear people who say like, oh, you should add value. Mm-hmm. I feel like connecting is one of the easiest ways to add value. Because what does that even mean? I've been asking myself, I've been asking myself well, that. That word, that word in itself, it can really be taken a lot of different ways. Connecting could also be very selfish. Hey, I'm going to connect with this person so I can get something. That's not what I'm talking about. You will stuff will come back to you. But if you're thinking, how am I going about this generously? And I think that's the, the key word. How am I going about this generously as opposed to what my goals are? And when people say, well, but I got to figure this out. I got, that's great. Go get a job. Go get a job and work hard and make some money so you're not desperate. So you don't blow this whole thing when you go into it. Because when, when people reach out to me after three years, they go, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm like, 
I'm all about connecting, but I am not about enabling when somebody is only in it for what they can get and they haven't been in touch. So I always say no. I always say no when somebody, unless it's like, you know, something life or death, somebody reaches out, hey, can I come speak to your, your group, you know, about my thing that I'm selling? I haven't heard from you in five years. That's setting a really bad example, even for my community by letting that in, because it goes against everything that we teach. How about this? Send me an email and then send me another one in four months and then reach out to me and see if you're in it for the long game or you're just trying to get something immediately. And what you brought up was really interesting because I find that entrepreneurs do this way better than employees do. Entrepreneurs have to go out of their way to figure this out. And they realize if they don't do this well, they sink. And then they pour a ton of money into some ads that they don't even know works. And they have this hamster wheel. The great entrepreneurs are the best ones at doing this. The corporate world, it's so sad because like you said, you have so many connections. You're having doors opened up to you in so many different ways. And every employee I talk to almost for the most part is like, well, I don't need that. So I'm not going to spend any time on it. I've already got my job. I already make my 130 grand a year. I already, it doesn't matter. If they realize when you're in it that you can cultivate these relationships before you need anything, you have access to an amazing network and most of them blow it. And I think that's the key, cultivating it before you need it. That's Absolutely. not something that you're you're trained to do, especially not in the corporate world. But as you're talking, that was 100%. It's literally a thought I had. We had someone at my company who was in charge of business development, who went to all these luncheons, who you know was like the professional networker. And I was like, cool, she's amazing at it. I don't have to worry about it because I don't need to. I made my own personal like marketing connections, people that I was really excited about to work with from a marketer's perspective. And that was kind of it. Yep. And it wasn't enough. Like it's because not. We, that- because as employees, we're not thinking like entrepreneurs do. And entrepreneurs think, hey, if I have a connection in the photography world and I've got a connection in the podcast world and I've got a connection in the sales world, I can start bringing those people together. So when my friend Gustavo in Miami is a photographer and he's looking for an event planner, I can go, you need to call Sheila over here in Pittsburgh. She does it amazing and you guys would work. I'm always looking to see those connections. When you're an employee, for the most part, not everybody, there's some out there shaking their head saying, no, I'm good at this, but most aren't. And you're, you're thinking, what is my assignment? How do I keep my job? How do I not screw things up so I don't get fired? And entrepreneurs think exactly opposite. How can I connect more people together so that, you think about it, if I connect you and somebody that could really help you, and, and Caitlin goes, well, that was really helpful. Vincent did that. He didn't expect anything from me, but I elevate you, and you're in my network, so you getting better makes me better, and then I elevate that other person. Them, they're in my network. They get better as well. What do you think is going to happen in a year when we're all at a conference, and you guys are crushing it, and they go, how'd you guys meet? Like, oh, Vincent connected us. To these other people that don't even know who I am, now I raise up in status to them, and I don't even know who they are. If you do this on a daily basis, your network gets so strong and so connected and so trusted with you that those referrals start coming back and you don't even have to ask for it. You just go to your email and you have a connection for somebody that wants to hire you. And you go, how did that happen? Because I've been doing this for days and weeks and years without asking for something and without Mm -hmm. expectations. Yeah, it's that concept of rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. You know, you you really do get back what you put out into the networking world. I mean, really anything. I mean, I think there's a lot of people talk about like manifestation and abundance and things like mm-hmm. that. But truly, like when you put it out there and you just genuinely want to help someone, 
without any expectation of what I get out of it. People people sense that. I was I interviewed um, a gal a few weeks back who has this this branding concept based on like these seven kind of primal instincts that she's researched over some, like a couple of decades, and she talked about how as humans we are. We are drawn to people who act very authentically, that we have sort of this primal instinct that when somebody is acting in a selfish way, we are naturally repelled by them. And you, and, don't so, even, and you don't even know why you just feel it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just this like this instinct, this like gut feeling where you're just like, oh, I can't, I can't with this person. Like there's mm-hmm. something about them. And so I think when you kind of flip that and you think about how can I just create these meaningful connections, you're really laying this foundation that sets you up for success everywhere else when right. it comes to your brand, when it comes to your marketing, like you, all of those things come much easier when you've got this foundation of just genuine goodness underneath. Totally. And and they will come, but they come later. And people don't want to hear that. The problem is desperation smells. You can see it. You can feel it when somebody's desperate. You can see it when they're reaching out for a certain reason or they're pushing something. And like you said, you feel it. But if you can if you can tell yourself, nothing good's gonna come from this from a while, for a while. It will come some way. But I need to be this because first of all, it makes you a better person. It feels better when you go to sleep at night knowing I help somebody out as opposed to I try to kind of finagle somebody to get a sale. It just feels better. So you wind up being better. And then when you see the genuine happiness that comes when you help somebody out, when you do something. And and this, and I just want to say this. As I'm saying all this stuff, I'm listening to myself and I'm like, this was not always me. Mm-hmm. I have to be just in my book that I'm writing that is, is coming out in, in the spring. I basically say I'm a selfish person. I've, I've been that way. I've been driven. I've been selfish. I had to learn all this from all the mistakes that I made. This is, I know some people that are genuinely just generous, help who they are. It was not me at all. And at times it keeps slipping back. I've learned from watching the best that the ones that do it great are not phonies. They're not pretending. It's just who they are. And they've learned to be that. So I've, I'm on the lifelong quest to be more of this person. I am not that person. I'm becoming that person. So I don't want to make this like, oh, I've done this my whole, I have not. I have so often selfishly went after what I wanted, but that gave me the perspective of see how people respond compared to just doing something. And it's what I do every day. We'll talk about that later, but it's, it's the habits that I establish every day to change me from being the selfish person to the more generous one. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's super interesting to kind of, to hear you say that, because I think I, I'll use this example. I have this friend, she's my best friend, and she is the most amazing gift giver all the time. Her gifts are always just like so thoughtful. And every, you know, I asked her once like how she did it. And she's like, oh, well, I just, you know, like throughout the year, I just, if I see something that reminds me of someone, Mm. I grab it and I just have this box and I like put a little label on it. And like, I just know. So she was like, so then when like, Caitlin needs needs a pick me up or it's her birthday or, you know, we're getting together for Christmas. Like I go through my box and I'm like, what, what do I love in here? Like it, you know, and I was just like, that's so brilliant. Like, because it always just, it, it was so thoughtful because, you know, I, it wasn't, it didn't feel like she went out 10 minutes yeah. before we were meeting. Yeah. And so I ask myself all the time, her name's Alexa. And I always ask myself like, 
what would Alexa do? Like, how can it be more like Alexa in this area and just be more thoughtful and genuine about the things that I am giving to other people? And it's carried over kind of into my business business life too. I think about it when I'm like connecting and talking to other people. I'm like, well, what, like, how can I put a little tidbit, so to speak, in my box for someone at a later date? So next time I talk to them, like I can just kind of pull it out and be like, oh, you know what? I I met this guy a long time ago. And I super, I really think that Sharon, who I interviewed four months ago, would love to talk to him. And so I make the introduction. And it's just, and that's it. And so it's sort of like you were saying, it's a process that you learn, right? From other people who do it really well. That's such a great story and and great job, Alexa. That's the Alexa that we should be following, not the ones that are, you know, in our homes and devices. That's the Ask Alexa because she knows what she's doing with it. Because first of all, when you told that story, it made me really think so many people, when you study this, are really just thinking about themselves. And I'm just being honest. You study this enough and you see People are just so focused on what they need and what they can get. She is literally out there at a store just thinking about other people. She's just thinking about other people. And she see, because you can walk past the best gift for your best friend, but if you're only thinking about what you don't have, you're not even going to think that they might need that. So her mindset from the very beginning is I'm thinking of other people. I think that's where it starts because when mm-hmm. you're self-involved and you're self-wrapped up, you truly are thinking about yourself. You're thinking about your numbers. You're thinking about your stats. You're thinking about your money. You're thinking about your life. Mm -hmm. And if we're thinking about ourselves less and more about other people, that's how it starts. I love that story. Yeah. And I mean, I want to reiterate what you said too. Like this isn't always, it's not easy to cultivate this kind of mindset. And I tell people all the time, you know, one of the most popular questions I get asked is like, what is it? What is a free, how can I market my business for free? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that, like we all love free 99 strategies. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt. Like I I love them too as a marketer. And but I always tell people to say like, "Hey, you know, like there are a few things you can do for free. Absolutely. Here's what they are. But just so you know, like you're playing the long game when you are in the marketing world. When you are thinking about growing your business through marketing, like you're playing the long game." Unless you've got a giant budget that you're super comfortable parting with and being like, I don't care if, you know, I spend $5,000 this month and like 75% of it is a waste because Mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know. Unless that's you. Sometimes I'm jealous of those people. (laughs) But but unless that's you, you kind of, you have to play the long game and making these connections like, like we've been talking about kind of, it starts to set you up for success because then when you're ready when you're ready to take that next step, whether it's starting a podcast or it is, you know, actually doing some Google ads or whatever it is that you want to do, where you actually want to start to advertise your business, this has laid the foundation. Chances are then you know someone who can help answer some questions so that you spend your money confidently, Mm -hmm. or they can connect you to someone and say like, hey, you you know, you're doing that for the first time. So-and-so is really good at it. Maybe you should talk to that and they might be able to help you. And exactly. And think about what just happened. Somebody can connect you. If you lay the foundation poorly and you don't build trust and you're not generous and you're selfish, you're not even going to get that connection. That's what most people don't even understand. They don't know why people aren't connecting them. People aren't connecting you because they don't trust you because they've seen you do sleazy sales marketing tactics and they don't want to refer somebody that they trust to somebody that they don't trust. 
and you never get that connection, you never get that referral and you wonder why. Our entire business is built on referrals. It's what it is. 87% of jobs are filled by referral, by people that we know. It's funny as you talk about this because I get people that push back on it. I used to run a community for photographers because that's what we were for 20 years, a business community for for photographers talking about the same thing. And one of the people on this call was like, yeah, they weren't buying it. They weren't buying what we're talking about right here. And like, well, what are the marketing tactics? And what are the, and I, so I said, you're all wedding photographers. Let's go around the room. How did you find your wedding photographer? That's how'd you find how you all got married. How did you find yours? Every one of them. It was a referral from a friend. The one person that it wasn't already knew the photographer. So not one person came from traditional advertising markets. They came from, so right there, he looked like, oh crap, like everybody here found their photographer the same way that we're talking about. And it really opens eyes to like, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't kind of blow this off. And if you really go about it selfishly, you're not going to get those referrals to begin with. And you'll start before behind square one. Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. Everybody always says, you know, the most powerful form of advertising is word of mouth. Like you can't beat a referral. And I I think the way that you summed it up is absolutely perfect. Like no one's going to refer you to someone if they don't trust you. And if you're listening and you're consuming a lot of small business podcasts, whether it's on the marketing side or just in general, you constantly hear this refrain of like, no trust, like, no trust, like, no trust. Well, here it is. This is the trust. This is the trust building right now. I can talk about my list of certifications and professional experience all I want to lend myself credibility. That's important. I think people like to know like, hey, she's actually worked in marketing. Mm-hmm. So it does, you know, you you can talk about your accomplishments to establish credibility, but that doesn't that's not the only way. That's not the that's not truly the way that you gain people's trust. It's by really kind of putting out there the intentions and the connections that you hope to make. And that's what starts to build the trust. People start to go, okay, she's not just here to make a sale. She's not going to cold DM me and be like, hey, girl, I've got these leggings. That's why why multi-level marketers, people are so terrified. You never want to be friends with them on social media. frightening. Because you know, you know what's coming. Yep. No, it's so true. And, you know, so I think when, if people understood this and they realized, if I lose the trust with people, now you think about the people that are building networks. It's my number one focus, building connections, building relationships. I want to be able to connect anybody at any time. The, the more I do that, the more solid my network becomes. Do you really think that you're going to slide in there with a selfish goal of yours and I'm going to connect you with somebody that I trust and trust me and I'm going to ruin that relationship because you're going to be sleazy to them? No way. I want to connect as many people as I can, but I want to, but you have to do it the right way. So you don't just do it. You do it because you get connected when you earn trust. And I think, oh, can you just, I have people all the time. Can you connect me to this person? Well, I would love to, but I don't know what value you're going to bring to them yet. Because if it's just a one-sided thing where you get something from this high profile person, I, I can't do that to that person because I don't want them to lose trust in me and in the and in the network that we're building. So you have to be real careful about the way you go about it. And you have to be trustworthy when you do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Great advice. Okay. So we I, I think we have really hit home the importance of this and we are we are ready to dive into the how. And I think 
those are always kind of the burning questions. So Start Marketing listeners, we are going to be back next week with all of the hows to do this. So I genuinely hope that you tune in and listen to how Vincent goes about and get this done. Because I will tell you, I have heard from people that I had no idea who knew Vincent, but he does this exceptionally well. So I'm excited for you all to get this. So tune in next week. And Vincent, in the meantime, if listeners are ready to connect, where can they connect with you? Yeah. The best way for me, I love is when people do the podcast or check it out. I've got two podcasts. One's a daily short form show called the Total Life Freedom Podcast. Um, and then we just launched, I'm really excited about the Wealth of Connection, which is in line with the book that's coming out where I'm having conversations with all of these amazing connectors in my life that I know and kind of going about what their secrets and their strategies are in terms of doing that. So the, both of the podcasts, they can check out the website at totallifefreedom.com as well. Awesome. All right. Until next week, start marketers. <laughs>